0: I was dreaming, I saw a huge map of Africa and then the next thing was Africa became washed in the precious blood of Jesus from south to north and from west to east and I heard a voice cry, that voice was something extraordinary, I'm, I'm sure it was the voice of the Holy Spirit and he cried Africa shall be saved was like a thunder I woke up I said oh that is wonderful the Holy Spirit was in the bedroom I felt the anointing of the Spirit of God and then my German brain began to tick again and I thought my ministry has no impact in this tiny little country of Lesotho And now I hear God say, Africa shall be saved. There's something wrong. I must have eaten bad bananas last night. But I had that dream four consecutive nights. And after night number four, I said to my wife, Honey, I think God is trying to tell me something. The mission board of the Felberta Mission, to which I belonged, came to investigate the whole situation and I thought they were pleased that I was doing so well but then he took me aside and he said you cannot go on doing this. The printing press all my evangelistic developments they wanted to stop. I was just to be a missionary like their other missionaries. They didn't want anyone to fry an extra sausage. You had to stick to the rules, be like everybody else. And now I was pregnant, kind of pregnant, with that vision uh, of of bringing the gospel of salvation to the whole continent of Africa. So I was now somehow in a dead-end road. I didn't want to offend my German superiors, but I didn't want to offend God. And then I decided to go uh, and uh, hire a room in a hotel, uh, right there at the border of of Lesotho. And I thought, I'm going to pray here until God has spoken to me. I, I fell on my knees at the bedside there. And I said, Lord, for the sake of peace, please allow me to agree with my German brothers. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed, and then the Lord spoke words that make me shake like a leaf in the wind. He said to me, "If you drop the vision I gave you of a blood-washed Africa, I have to drop you and give it to someone else to bring it about." I shook. Physically, I shook like a leaf. I jumped up. I hadn't been longer than one hour in that hotel room. It was a very short fast. I paid my bill. I jumped into the car and I drove home and I said, Annie, 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 God has spoken. Where's my typewriter? I'm going to write a letter to Velvet and I'm going to resign. Oh, and he said, can't you please sleep one night over it? I said, no, no, I can't. I can't sleep any night because God said he's going to drop me if I drop that vision. So I wrote my resignation and then peace, deep peace came into my heart and I've never looked back. Those very men who tried to prevent it, later on congratulated me for not having obeyed them. So that is the blessed outcome. God will not allow anyone to thwart him and his plans. No, He uh, puts people out of the way and puts people in the way. But those who are willing to go that way, I felt God could overnight raise anyone, anyone, anyone else to do that job. But I was so keen to go with him and see nations uh, shaken for Jesus. Before we had the big tent, which sat 34,000 people, we had one that was sitting about 10,000 people. It was the so called uh, 10,000 sita and uh, we moved around South Africa, Southern Africa at that time and so I came to the trans sky and uh, while we were in the midst of our gospel crusade there I heard that a very famous African evangelist was just uh, about 50 kilometers away. Uh, I knew his name and I was thrilled that he was so close. So the next day I drove all the way to that other tent and it was not the man there I had expected, not that great African evangelist, but one of his uh, deputies. But we talked and he said the big man of God in 1972 decided to drop his crusade ministry on a large scale. I listened and listened and listened. And suddenly I remembered it was in 1972 that God gave me the vision of a blood-washed Africa that shook me to the core. In those days I had not even known That great man, but the Lord, unbeknown to me, already put in a replacement. He has replacements and they are all top choices. They are all top choices. They may be number two or number three, but when God gets hold of a man or a woman, He enables them to fulfill that task. And I humbly submit that that was the case in my own life. The moral of the story is, if I were you, I would not procrastinate and I would not just postpone it. I would jump and I would do what God has told me to do. It's in any case, the highest calling Possible on earth. It's the highest form of human living on earth. That's what it is. And to have the honor to be called by God is more than being the president of the mightiest nation
1: on earth. Modern day Christians, they say to me, But Jesus did that. Yes, true, He did do that for you. And so he did it, I don't have to. I said, okay, well, why did Peter have to then do it? And why did John have to do it? Why did all the rest of the apostles have to then, well, why did they have to sacrifice themselves? Jesus had done that. What about all the martyrs of the 20th century? What about Christians that I've heard and, and done documentaries to where they were executed at the foot of Muslims that are executing your brothers and sisters right now? Where is our Lord with them? Does he hate them? We cannot continue as Christians to sit here and say, well, I'll only be a Christian if it's about pro- prosperity, you know, that, that, that we have plenty. I, I want you to remember that when Herod, when Jesus goes in to meet Herod, he wouldn't look at him. Did I just do that because that was a choice? No, it was scripture. He wouldn't look at Herod. You don't have to go out and do a song and dance for seculars because they won't believe. They won't believe anyway. You can pray for them. That's the way it's going to be. But understand, people are going to choose evil, but you don't. And the devil is going to sift you out. He's going to look right now. Where are you weak? I can get this guy a million bucks and he'll turn. Ten million for this guy, fifty over here. They all turn. They all say, well, choice, choice, my freedom to choose. Every generation of Americans needs to know that freedom exists not to do what you like, but having the right to do what you ought. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you want to look at it this way, the problem I see right now is the fact that many, many Christians have immersed themselves in paganism. They want to be cool to their Christian f- or pagan friends by being a little pagan, so they can be cool. There's nothing cool in this. The only thing lacking in, in you is that you, didn't, you don't want to be holy. Well, here's what will happen. We'll all come to task one day. And you either get a chance to lay it down for Jesus, or you'll get to deny Him. But it will come in our generation this way. There are many things and you see on the horizon right now where you're going to have to make a choice. You will have to make a choice. I was in Croatia recently. There were 26 Roman Catholic priests, Franciscans. 26 of them. Stalin had taken over. We had sold out. We gave Stalin the whole East, Eastern Europe and many people paid for this paid with their lives the communists came in they took the crucifix down they put it down and they said deny this hmm. to the priest, deny this or you'll, d- you'll die and they executed him, he said no I won't deny it shot the second guy too by that time the captain said bring my jeep over, take the gasoline grab the most weakest man here, the man in the wheelchair Franciscan, pour the gasoline on him he lit a match, he says You guys want to see this? And he looks to his brothers and he says, Let me burn. They burned him and they shot the rest of them. But they all had a chance. Now, is that hard to hear? Is the passion hard to watch? Your death is imminent. I hear people all the time in Hollywood, they say, You know what? My agent just died. And he was so embarrassed by his death, he didn't want anybody coming in. Because it was... It's very hard for those people to watch. Well, guess what? Suck it up. We need Christians to go look death in the face and understand the next point, to encourage these people to understand that eternity awaits them. We're all going to die the first death, hopefully not the second. God never sends a man to hell. People choose this place. Yeah. Our democracy cannot be sustained without a shared commitment to certain moral truths about the human person and the human community. The basic question before a democratic society is this, how ought we to live together? And seeking an answer to this question, can society exclude moral truth and moral reasoning? Set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation, my brothers and sisters. You weren't made to fit in, you were born to stand out. Tremendous. Tremendous!
2: So now you, you've, you've started on a new endeavor. It's actually been a six-year process. Uh, the, the Audio Bible, Word of Promise. Tell us a little bit about that project and what it means to you and the purpose behind it.
1: This Audio Bible is the passion of the Christ, but it's the passion of Christ in your car. It's the passion of the Christ when you're depressed and everyone's rejecting you because they only like winners. It's when you've hit that depressive state when you think of suicide or you've had your abortions or you paid for one. It's to understand that Jesus will forgive and He has mercy and the greatest of mercy. I don't think even we understand what mercy is Hmm. or what grace is. You can't be an Olympic athlete. You can't be a world champion by practicing once a week. You have to take Jesus Christ into your life every day it's it's not it's 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 who you are he's a part of you He wants to be with you all the time he's the greatest coach there ever was but he's that coach that when you fall down he's like get up man go then does he push you absolutely he wants much from you he's the one that encourages you to fast to not just pray once a week but to pray every day and then once you're praying every day you change the workout because you can do more can't you Yes, and he wants more. He demands more, and you want it. And After you make it, you get there. There's more and more, and it's a continual thing, even in heaven, on earth, as it is in heaven. Guys, our Father is real. The gospel is real. It's not something that you just put away. You read this, it's now the gospel. Some of you are going to play the Virgin Mary. Some of you play Jesus. Some of you will play His betrayer, Judas, and some of you will be Pilate, the politician. Who are you? God will tell you. And then you move in the direction of holiness every day. You're in the car, you're depressed. Right now we're going through a time period where things are being stripped from us, and they will, and it's good. Because you understand, you don't need all the things that we've been given. They aren't your given right. They're going to be stripped. We are living in this time right now where the world is going to be fasting and it's going to get hard before it gets better. But God, the people need to see God in you. They need to be a light because you need to be that light because they're going to see you and they're going to think suicide is the way out. But they see you. They want that. Hmm. This every day, the word of God. So it's a hundred and sixty piece orchestra. It's 5.1 sound like a movie theater you feel the holy spirit go through you the word of god comes alive and everybody's going to look at you and believe me they'll be asking you what co- what are you on you'll be on jesus christ you have a yeah
2: yeah that's great Obviously tremendous cast in this uh, audio version. 600 actors. 600 actors, including yourself. So we've actually got an audio clip that we're going to roll. And Jim and I are actually going to just be quiet for about two minutes and allow you to experience uh, the Word of Promise.
3: In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said,
0: Let there be light.
3: And God said to Noah,
0: The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make Make rooms rooms in the ark. And cover it inside and outside with pitch.
2: I am Joseph. Does my father still live?
3: But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the
0: land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You
3: shall have no other gods before me. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with great shout that the wall fell down flat.
0: The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, he makes me to lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside the still waters, he restores my soul. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed.
3: Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest.
0: For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Then they struck him on the head with a reed and spat on him.
2: Wow, phenomenal. You hear those trumpets driving down the 805, you'll think the CHP's coming after you. (laughs) Incredible uh, production value in that so uh, before we wrap up, you know obviously you 're going to be available afterwards to to sign word of promise purchases and you're going to be in the cafe and people can connect briefly. But if someone's sitting here today and, and they 've not seen the passion or they haven't had that God encounter um, the way that you have, what, what would be the one parting thing that you'd like for them to know about? your life and the God relationship and how they need to connect with God.
1: Will you ask me this? But I will tell you what I know God wants me to say. Sure. Number one, I love you. I love you. That's what you want to hear, isn't it? Number two, you are all going to heaven. And you say... How do you know this? It's very simple. God had been in your heart a long time. He's been dormant, some of you. Some of you, much more alive. But continually, God is asking for more conversion. Why do you believe? Let me tell you, a man can be a soldier in the military for 20 years and never see one day of combat. But when he's in that foxhole and he's losing his own men, he's on a whole nother level. God is preparing you now for this level. I will tell you how I know that God loves you this much. And how I know that you're all going to heaven. Some of you have had abortions. Some men here and women are adulterers. Some have committed murder. Some of you didn't have the abortion, but you paid for it, so you have contributed to this. Many people are part of this great sin in this country. Over 50 million in the United States alone. 45 million die every year in the world. These are all God's children, and God brings them home. Now he wants to bring you home, now, in this moment. This is a chance for heaven right now. You don't have to wait to die to experience heaven. But when you committed the sin, any of the Ten Commandments, or the sin of abortion, or contributed to it, let me be very clear. Did you go to one of your friends and ask your friend, hear my story? And you say, yes, I went to one person. I said, why do you go to this person to confide in this sin to them? because they didn't judge me, because they loved me, because I felt mercy and grace. Now, I ask you this. Do you think that your God doesn't have more mercy than your friend? Do you think your friend has more grace than God? Does your friend have more love than the Creator? It can never be. It can never be. So, God forgives you and now He needs you to begin again, to accept forgiveness. Earlier I said, God never sends a man into hell. People choose this place. Your choice, God made you and loves you, there's never been another like you. He deemed that you would come here, He asked you and you came. Today, you came. You had the courage to come. And there was plenty parts of the world that pulled you from today, from even coming, but you came. Don't you know how much God will remember this? Do you think he is a a God that's just sitting there waiting to toss you off? You are perfect. There is no one else like you. And without you, he would cry. So he's coming to you now, right now, in this moment. All He has to hear from you is yes. Yes, you've accepted Jesus, some of you. Keep accepting Him. Every time we sin, we deny Him.
3: Be holy. Be perfect, just as my Father is perfect. In the Passion, In the Passion, In Shama leni ma Resha Tash Tamanu alai. Bakhakasaya nafshiyadana, Bakakisiti, Kap Takti, Bah, kulitakehu, henkehel kosy e dani niel. Baken Lehewe di lok isfar. Miratilakoma rahe mahakihida. Hiti hibudina le dana, kokaver dhana ahave koma tun hitahibu lakom. My commandment to you is this, you love one another just as I have loved you, and if that doesn't grab you, maybe this one will. Your name may not appear down here in this world's hall of fame. In fact, you may be so unknown that no one knows your name. The Oscars and the praise of men may never come your way, but don't forget God has rewards that he'll hand out someday. This crowd on earth, they will soon forget when you're not at the top they will cheer like mad until you fall and then their praise will stop not god he never does forget and in his hall of fame by just believing on his son forever there's your name i tell you friend i wouldn't trade my name however small that's written there beyond the stars in that celestial hall for all the famous names on earth or the glory that they share i'd rather be an unknown here and have my name up there